0: Welcome to Tabernacle of Praise, Church of God in Christ, where we believe in encouraging, empowering, and equipping people to live victoriously through Jesus Christ. Join us now as we enter into our worship experience. We pray that this service will be a blessing to you and your life. sure that everybody has has expressed that. You watched us express it, but I'm not sure that you expressed it. The Lord needs to hear it from you on this morning. Hallelujah. He needs to hear you say Hallelujah. I love you Jesus. I worship and adore you. Just want to tell you, Lord, I love you more than anything. Come on, you say it, you say it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I love love you, Jesus. Jesus. Just think back on what he's done recently. Another day to go back! Hallelujah. Come on. Let's praise the Lord. Let's magnify the name of the Lord. Thank him. Thank him for all that he has done, what he is doing right now. Hallelujah. Thank God that he's good on his promises. Bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I was just standing here thinking about just how good the Lord has been. To us, not just to me, but to us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Somebody used to sing the millions didn't make it. But I'm one of the ones who did. Millions didn't make it through the pandemic. But I'm one of the ones who did. Hallelujah. Millions didn't make it through sickness and disease, but I'm one of the ones that's still here still giving god the praise hallelujah while you're standing would you get your bibles and go with me to the word of the lord i know that you have other things to do with your sunday but thank you for spending a part of your sunday with tabernacle of praise church amen i trust that a song has been sung and i'm believing that a word will be spoken Amen. That certainly was made it worth your while to spend this hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes, whatever it is. I know that some of you all have reservations and other things that you have planned to do, but praise God, you put God first. Hallelujah. And carved out this time. If you would get your Bibles and go with me to the book of St. Mark, uh, the eighth chapter, there's just about four or five verses that I'd like to read in your hearing. And I just pray that you will pray that God will speak uh, to our hearts on this morning. He knows what we stand in need of. And I'm, I'm always impressed by the, the Lord actually knowing what somebody needs, not just what you want, but actually what you need. And I'm just thankful that the Lord is targeted enough in his approach To understand what we need. The book of St. Mark 8th chapter beginning at the 22nd verse through the 26th I invite you to read with me if you so choose. It reads like this and he cometh to Bethsaida and they bring a blind man unto him and besought him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town and when he had spit on his eyes somebody say spit he put his hands upon him and asked him if he saw aught and he looked up and said I see men as trees walking after that he put his hands again upon his eyes and made him to look up And he was restored and saw every man clearly. And he sent him away to his house saying, neither go into the town nor tell it to any in the town. I'll come back to why you just don't tell everybody in a moment. But I'd like to take for a thought from this 22nd verse where it says, he cometh to Bethsaida and they bring uh, a blind man unto him and besought him to touch him. Would you just recite with me, make it personal, just before we pray. Would you say with me, Lord, I need another touch. I need another. Another touch, precious Father, in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you now, Lord, for your word. We thank you, Lord Jesus, because you're concerned about us. God, and so we pray, oh God, that you would remove God the scales from our eyes, the blindness out of our vision, oh God, so that we might be able, God, to do what you called us to do in this in this day. Be all that you want us to to be in this time in the name of Jesus God I pray right now God that you would that you would excommunicate the devil from this place right now in the name of Jesus we've offered up praise we've made it uncomfortable for him I'm asking you to cast the devil out in the name of Jesus Out of every mind, Lord, don't allow him to interrupt these next few moments, oh God, so that you might have uh, our undivided attention. Speak to our hearts, our spirits, oh God. Bring us in alignment with your will. In the name of Jesus, we ask, Lord, that you would take control. Center stage now. God, we realize that we're nothing without you. We're empty without you. We're derelict without you, O God. And so we pray that you would fill every void right now, God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Cause us to realize the power of your presence in the name of Jesus so that someone might leave. Hallelujah. Delivered, set free, made whole in the name of Jesus, we pray. We say thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. In this particular text, there are several points that come to mind, and I'm certain that I will not get an opportunity or take the opportunity to cover all of them. So much is compacted into these five few verses, but a couple of things right off the bat is that The Bible doesn't give this man a name, but the text does speak to his condition and also speaks to his gender. Elder Brown, I'm I'm somewhat taken back a little bit Because a lot of times in scripture, especially when it speaks to blindness, there's a tendency for uh, the the Bible to speak to the male gender much more, if, if totally and completely to the male gender. This man is blind. And this seems to be the theme of the scripture throughout the Bible where it speaks to blind men the commentaries suggest that his eyes also were shut. And the Bible lets us know that the healing of this blind man and the healing of blind men over and over in the Bible has a spiritual connotation to it. It's not just a physical impairment, but I believe that it suggests to us today that there's a spiritual connotation that we actually have the ability to to draw from this passage of scripture because the man is in a position generally of leadership and headship. And when a man is in the position of leadership and headship, glory to God, it's important for there to be a certain level of vision. And when I say headship, I'm generally speaking in the context uh, of your marriage or your family, but it also extends itself to other areas. But I have to believe that it starts in your house. If there's not a vision at the point of headship, then the marriage, the family, the whole body would suffer. Hallelujah. And if it it extends farther than that, I believe that over in Proverbs, it says where there is no vision, the people perish. And so it becomes important that the Lord make sure that there is vision when we start talking about leadership and headship, there's nothing worse than being led by a blind man. So one of the finest attributes that a woman can look for, how did I get there already? That she can look for about a man is someone who has a vision. Someone who has an idea of where he wants to take her in a very meaningful way. A man with vision will end up with provision. Let me preach that to myself. Man with vision will actually end up with provision. So so you might have to compromise a little bit, my dear, when you're looking for the guy that's 6'2", with wavy hair, muscular, hazel eyes, full head of hair, dimple in his cheeks and his chin. You may have to settle for 5'8", 5'9", 5'10" a little bit out of shape, brown eyes, bald. May need some teeth work, but but if he's got vision, see if he's got vision, you can fix a lot of that other stuff. See if he's got vision, you can get him a membership to LVAC. And he can get in shape. You can take him to the eye doctor. And if, he, if you need to ha- have him to have hazel eyes, you know, they've got contacts. They can put them in and he'll have hazel eyes. You can get him caps, crowns, uh, dentures. Uh, hallelujah. You can get him a complete makeover if you need to. But above everything else, he needs to have vision. And conversely, you will find that good looks rarely translates to good vision because after a while you'll get used to dark, tall, and handsome. And pretty soon you'll want provision. See, you'll want to eat at some of the finer places after a while. You'll want to take a vacation You'll want to uh, enjoy some of the finer things of, of life, hallelujah, you'll want at some point to get out of the one bedroom apartment with two or three kids, but this man that we're talking about has no vision, but yet he has an encounter with Jesus. And another very important point uh, at this juncture in the text is that he has this encounter with Jesus and the scripture clearly states that the one encounter, the one touch doesn't clear up the issue. They didn't hear me over there. I I said the one touch did not clear up the issue. Sometimes, uh, hallelujah, it takes you staying there just a little bit before you actually get total and complete deliverance. I think that sometimes, particularly in the church, where we are seeing so much separation and divorce that that is beginning to rival that of the secular world, even beginning to exceed what's going on outside in the secular uh, 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 world that we live in. And what's even worse is, is that it's not just happening in the pews, but it's starting to affect, becoming epidemic in the pulpit. And part of the problem is that there is so much pressure being placed on men in the church, not just to be men, and of which you, we want them to be that. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That's become somewhat of a challenge in our particular day as well. And I praise God that for the most part, as uh, far as I know, here at Tabernacle of Praise Church, everybody that's a part of the male gender is a man we ought to celebrate the men of Tabernacle Praise Church because we got men of God up in here, up in here. But in many situations and circumstances, we aren't able to realize clear vision after one touch. And generally, there is there has to be a repeated process that we have to go through before we obtain clear vision. And the Bible has many stories in it where we read that, that there are various things that happen that take place. And the subjects in this story, uh, uh, in, 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 in a lot of situations, they are, they are healed or they're delivered immediately. The lame man was able at the pool of Bethesda to pick up his bed and walk. Lazarus was able to come forth out of the tomb, wrapped like a mummy. Hallelujah. But when the Lord said, Lazarus, come forth, immediately Lazarus was able to come forth. And the Lord told him to take the wraps off himself, loose him, and let him go. Immediately, Legion, hallelujah, that was that that was uh 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 saturated with 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 demons once jesus stepped foot on the shore hallelujah he ran to jesus and said to jesus why aren't you come to torment me before my time jesus said hallelujah come out of him and immediately all the demons came out and so there's always this tendency for us to look for immediate cures But now after more than 25 years of ministry, I've seldom seen a situation, I've seen some, but most of the time I don't see situations being resolved immediately. Especially when it comes to dysfunctional behavior. Which brings me to ask the question, that if you would turn to your neighbor and ask your neighbor this question, can you you say to them or ask them, can God trust you with somebody else's trouble? Yeah, I'll try to get to that. Can God trust you with somebody else's trouble? Because every time God gives you a child, Every time God gives you a wife, every time he gives you a husband, every time he puts you over an auxiliary, every time he places you over people, God is trusting you with somebody else's trouble. And if you walk out of a situation and you have made it a lifelong career, of being somebody's critic always then you're probably not suited for me to tell you my trouble you can't supervise over me you can't be the leader over me because if you're gonna be the leader over me I need to be able to trust you with my trouble and trust me everybody's got some form of trouble somewhere How do you know, pastor? Because my Bible told me man that is born of a woman or woman that is born of a woman is few days and all those days are just filled with trouble. If their secret becomes your topic of discussion when you're with your girlfriends or when you're with your buddies, you are probably not cut out. To be trusted. We've got to learn how to extend the same kind of grace to our children, to our spouses, to other people that that are in the process of of being developed. God, God is still working on them. God still has them under construction just like he has you under construction to understand there is a process of becoming what God intends for you to be. And because we need that kind of grace, you need to be able to extend somebody else that kind of grace. I've noticed that we do a pretty good job of extending grace to people that are dysfunctional in the areas where we've experienced dysfunction. Former alcoholics and former drug addicts have the ability to extend great grace to former other former addicts and, and alcoholics because they can relate to where the other person has been. As a matter of fact, Jesus was so concerned about being able to be a kinsman redeemer, he didn't desire to redeem us from heaven. Hallelujah. The Bible said that he asked God to prepare him a body. He came down through 42 generations and took on the form of man and woman just like you and me and experienced some of the same thing so that when we pray to him, he has the ability to identify with our weakness. But where the self-righteousness comes in is when somebody has a problem in an area that you already have strength. And there's a tendency to say, how in the world did she let that happen to her? It's It's like, excuse the expression, a person that's, that's overweight, having a roommate that's a health fanatic, you're eating french fries. And, and she says, you eating fries again, Corrine? <laughs> and so it makes Corrine get an attitude. Corrine says, yeah, I'm eating fries, but I'm able to balance my checkbook. just had weaknesses in different areas and perhaps the men that brought the blind man to Jesus, glory to God, his friends also probably had had a similar encounter of some sort with Jesus and so they believed that if they brought him to Jesus that Jesus could fix it. Having faith in that a touch from the master would recover sight to their friend, even though the blind man himself may have shown no proclivity whatsoever to have faith in Jesus Christ, may have known nothing about Jesus at all. That's why it's good to have someone around you that can believe God for you even when you may not be able to believe God for yourself in some areas. What am I saying? I'm saying sometimes we have faith. We know that God will do certain things. We've seen him do it for others but we're not sure that he'll do it for us and so you need to have somebody that's been through something that you've been through that can stand in the gap for you. I can't hear nobody. Sometimes when we are weak in an area, God will deliver by reason of others holding on for you. That's why I thank God for the corporate prayer on Tuesday, Friday, and Saturday morning. Hallelujah, because there are people that are interceding, that are bombarding heaven, hallelujah, on behalf of somebody else. They're not praying for themselves. They're believing God that he's going to do a miracle for somebody else. Hallelujah, sometimes I'm not even on the prayer line, but I know that somebody is praying for me. And so Jesus takes this blind man by the hand. And what's ironic to me, Il-Brown, he takes him out of the town. He doesn't lead him to the privacy of his own home. And, and I'd like to think that in reading ahead enough about the situation that Jesus had found himself in the city of, Beth- of Bethsaida that there was a lot of doubt. There was a lot of false teaching. Glory to God. The people didn't believe and it's an amazing thing that if there's not faith in the building, glory to God, God can't even do what he would like to do because without faith it's impossible to, uh, impossible to, to please him. He doesn't want to do any more miracles in Bethsaida because the many of the other miracles that he had, had done had gone, watch this, unappreciated. That's why we keep encouraging people to come into the house of the Lord. Uh, Hallelujah. Glory to God and come in uh, with the attitude of praise and thanksgiving. The word of the Lord says to enter a certain way. Hallelujah. Let praise uh, be the thing that that helps saturate the building. Let's tell God thank you. Uh, Don't forget to, uh, to praise God for what he has done. I don't care how great how small. We need to be thankful unto him and bless his name we can never get to the point to where we take for granted what God is doing it's dangerous for us to live this life as Christians without us with a sense of entitlement God doesn't have to do anything for you He didn't have to save you, but he loved you so much that he sent his only son. The son loved you so much that he sacrificed his life and he doesn't have to do anything else. You need to just thank him for what he's already done. We ought to just stop it right here and just begin to hit memory recall and thank God for the thing that he's already done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank him that he didn't let the bullet kill you. Thank him, uh, hallelujah, that he didn't let the sickness destroy you. Thank him uh, that he made a way for you out of nowhere. You remember when you were down and out. You remember when you were broke, busted, and disgusted. somebody just say it with me, I praise God that I don't look like what I've been through. I can't tell you my whole story, but God has been good to me. And so, hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, thank God for his grace. Through many toils and snares, I have already come. But because of the grace of God, I'm still here. I believe God's gonna lead me on. Hallelujah. And so, and so it's, it's dangerous for us to live as Christians with a sense of entitlement to come into the house of the Lord with a mindset to praise his name and tell of the Lord's goodness. Hallelujah. It releases God to do more for us. Uh, when God see us uh, uh, thankful people, when God see us praise the Lord for somebody else. Hallelujah. I was excited when, when we said brother Gary White and in the, in the whole house went up because uh, God responds to the kind of, uh, of praise and and adoration, and appreciation, and thankfulness that his people demonstrate. We don't want to take the Lord's blessings for granted his power for granted we don't want to take the miracles that god is doing and is going to do for 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 granted hallelujah we come into the house of the lord and we praise god that we're able to assemble once again it was taken away hallelujah and we need to be thankful unto god that he is restoring the people of god We don't want him to consider us to be unworthy, ungrateful, unthankful. And so Jesus has to take this man out of town. He turns to the man once he has him out of town and spits. I'm saying he spit on this guy. Okay. And... I was just thinking how many of us if we wanted to be healed would endure somebody spitting in our face. I can't try it. The cost is too great. The fallout would be too far reaching. But I guess if you want to be healed bad enough. If you want what God has bad enough. I'm sure that God, that Jesus could have healed him another way. Jesus had healed other folk that was blind just by speaking. Just speak a word. But sometimes if we don't have any faith in certain areas, our faith needs an assist by, the, by a touch from God to help our unbelief. And so the spittle signified the eye salve, wherewith Christ anoints the man's eyes, glory to God that is not only physically blind but I would assume that he was also spiritually blind and the key thing here is to notice that the cure was realized gradually there was a process there were some steps that had to be taken he got a touch from the Lord then Jesus gives him a test after he had spit on him and touched him, he said, look up, how do you see? And he says, I see men as trees walking. And that's not so bad. I, 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 I took from that. In other words, he's saying, I'm better. That There's nothing like, just, just tell somebody I'm better. I'm not all the way there yet but I'm better hallelujah I'm not what I once was (laughs) hallelujah and I'm not yet what I want to be but 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 I'm somewhere in between there I'm better let let, let me just let me just downshift the gear glory and slow down for a minute so I can say to to the the single sisters that are waiting hopefully rightfully for a saved man and I put emphasis on saved man don't you save him (laughs) don't you try to save him under your ministry let the Lord save him and then I want you to not be discouraged and terribly disappointed when God brings him to you. Okay? And and I'm getting ready to say something and I know all the married ladies are going to be laughing. I know my wife's going to be laughing. Uh, because you're thinking that you're going to wake up one morning and uh, You're gonna engage God in early morning prayer and you're going to pray to the Father in the name of Jesus and you're going to even engage him in your heavenly language. And uh, you're going to take this spiritual journey in your mind, this consecrated euphoria in your mind of the type of husband that you know that God is going to deliver you and women sometimes have these lofty thoughts of a man forgetting that just because he's saved doesn't negate the fact that he's a man that once you become saved, sanctified, and hopefully filled with the Holy Ghost, that there's still going to be a conflict left in your life that is more true for him than it is for you. And, And even though he may receive a legitimate touch from Jesus he still might not be able to see clearly and deeper yet may, he may be able to see clearly some things but not clearly other things and the reason I say that I don't care how saved you are how long you've been saved well let me just talk about me that there's still some blind spots if you don't believe me ask my wife she'll tell you there's still some blind spots after almost 50 years there's still some blind spots and when you start working with people they let you get close enough to them to see it all right On the surface, they appear to be one way but when you get close enough to see them, you see sometimes something altogether different and you can't trip out. Because in the beginning they said all the right things. In the beginning they were nice and polite and they were humble. They presented themselves so well. We all do it. But as soon as you get into the spiritual trenches. See, that's why you want them to be really saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. Because at some point, you're going to have to get into the spiritual trench with them. you say to yourself, God, I never expected to see that. I didn't realize that they were a mess in that particular area. It's a wonder that they can think well enough to comb their own hair. <laughs> and so there is a certain amount of maturity that needs to be developed in all of us in the We have to have the ability to lose some of our uh, idealism about what relationships should look like. And men have to do the same thing too. So just touch your neighbor and tell your neighbor, I got to touch, but I'm not all the way there yet. Allow me to close with this. This blind man has gotten a touch from the Lord. And now his eyes are opened and he's able to see some. But he's having trouble distinguishing men from trees. And I praise God that Jesus doesn't leave us with a job half done. The only way that you'll be left with a job half done is you have to leave. All right. You have to leave the appointment before the Lord is finished. And I'm saying to us, we need to stay there until the Lord's work is complete in us. And so Jesus touches this man again. And the Bible said that his sight was completely restored and he saw men clearly somebody in here all you need is another touch from god praise god that he's brought you to this place praise god that you you come through many ups and downs but but you're not all the way there yet and you need another touch from the lord And I'm encouraging you, don't be satisfied with the first touch. Uh, Don't be satisfied with the job just being half done just because you're better than you were before. You're not all the way there and you want to stay there until God's work is complete in you. So somebody shout in here, Lord, touch me again. I can't, I can't make it in the marriage unless you touch me one more time hallelujah I can't lead my home effectively unless you touch me one more time mm. I can't lead my auxiliary. I can't lead this ministry unless you touch me again. Uh, hallelujah! My business. I I thank God for you giving it to me. But but I'm somewhere between uh, where I used to be and where I want to be, and so I need for you to touch me uh, one more time. Uh, just another touch uh, from the Lord, uh, and I'll be a better man. Uh, I'll be a better woman. Uh, I'll be a better husband. Uh, I'll be a better father. Uh, Hallelujah, I'll be a better mother. Just another touch is all I need to turn my wrong into right, to turn my night into day. All I need from you, God, is one more touch. Somebody shout, Lord, touch me. One more time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One more time, God, and I'll be made whole. One more time, and I can go forth with power. One more time. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus hallelujah I need for somebody hallelujah to believe God with me uh, uh, you it might not be your time uh, to really go before the Lord but I need somebody that's willing to stand in the gap with me for somebody else thank you Jesus Hallelujah. If you're here today, if you're watching, I'm going to ask you to stand all over the building. Uh, We're going to pray. Uh, Hallelujah. Glory to God. Uh, Hallelujah. I need some other folk to pray uh, with me. Uh, Glory to God. Uh, Hallelujah. The word of the Lord says one can chase a thousand, two, ten thousand. We need to chase uh, some enemies away in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Bless the name of Bless the name of our God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus you're here and you need one more touch from the master thank you jesus Uh, glory to god Uh, i'm just gonna ask you to lay hands uh, on yourself uh, hallelujah in proxy uh, and consider it's the lord uh, that's touching you one more time Uh, god i thank you uh, for the first touch Uh, hallelujah glory to god Uh, I'm not where I was, but I'm not where I want to be. Lord, I need uh, for you to touch me one more time. Uh, In the name of Jesus, uh, bow your heads with me, uh, with your hand on yourself. Uh, Hallelujah. Glory to God. Uh, Precious Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah lord uh, we recognize that we need you uh, in this hour thank you lord from, from where you have brought us uh, hallelujah glory to god uh, but we're not there all the way uh, when we are asking you lord uh, we're asking you for another touch uh, you did it for a blind man God we're asking you to do it for us right now we want to be better we want to be successful we want to be anointed we want to be effective God but we can't do it without your touch we're not satisfied with the touch that we received before we thank you for it but we're here again lord we're bombarding heaven today in the name of jesus realizing god if we're going to do greater if we're going to do more if we're going to go higher lord that we need another touch from you god i pray god that you would remove the blindness of spiritual blindness from our eyes God uh, in the name of Jesus hallelujah that you would enable us oh God to see you clearly and while you're removing uh glory to God our spiritual blindness uh, certainly remove our spiritual deafness so that we might not only see you clearly but hear your voice clearly In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Somebody is standing in the gap but somebody else, Lord. Hear our cry. Be attentive unto our plea, God. In the name of Jesus, you said in your word that we could cast all of our cares on you because you care for us to come boldly before the throne of grace. That we have not a high priest that cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities who was in all points tempted and tested and tried like we are yet without sin God because you know where we are you can feel what we feel we ask that you would demonstrate your power now God in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus Rebuke the enemy right now. Hallelujah. Oh God, break and destroy every fetter, every yoke, oh God, in the name of Jesus. So that we might be free to serve. We might be free to tell you yes in the name of Jesus. God, and we'll be careful always to give your name glory, to give you honor, to give you praise in the name of Jesus somebody that believes God would you just put your blessed hands together come on let's praise God let's praise him for a miracle let's praise him for change praise him for another touch right now in the name of Jesus hallelujah 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 while you're standing while you're watching We don't want to take for granted that anybody that is here, that's watching, knows the Lord Jesus. There might be someone that still wants to know him in the fellowship of his suffering and the power of his resurrection. I want to give you that opportunity right now. Whether you're in the sanctuary, whether you're at home, I'm just going to ask you, God sees you don't know the Lord the way that you'd like to just slip that hand up God will see you right where you are I'll ask you to repeat this prayer after me because you don't have to leave here the same way that you came while that hand is raised if you bow your head and repeat after me Lord Jesus forgive me of my sins I repent of my ways wash me in your blood and cleanse me from all unrighteousness Lord Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross just for me and that you were buried and God the Father raised you from the dead on the third day. And right now, Lord Jesus, I open the door of my heart to receive you into my heart to be my Lord and my personal Savior. And I thank you now. If you believe that, wherever you are, just put your hands together. Bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord has come into your life. Word of the Lord says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. I encourage you to get into a good Bible-believing, spirit-filled church. The Lord wants to continue to bless you and cause you to grow and mature in him. He wants to establish himself in your life. Hallelujah. And today has been that start. God bless you on today. We certainly praise God for you spending this time with us this this morning. I just believe that God is going to continue to do great things in your life. How about would you come and dismiss us from this service? Amen. Thank you for listening today. If you want to learn more info about our church, visit us on our website at www.topchurchlv.com. We hope this message encouraged you to know you can live victoriously through Jesus Christ. Join us next week for another sermon to uplift your spirit.